0: All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk, Michigan Edition. Dan, what's going on, man?
1: Uh, not too much, buddy. I'm actually getting over another head cold. Uh, it's like I got COVID in August, and then since then, two different times. including this time right now, me and the family got this little minor head cold. So I don't know, man. I'm, it's Flu season just began, and we're just still trying to get over everything. But uh, one day at a time, buddy.
0: Yeah, one day at a time. So... Before we get into this and get distracted, I do want to kind of put out a little bit of announcement here. So if you are a loyal listener to the Michigan pod, um, we're going to be moving this pod to Tuesday nights, roughly the same time. So it'll still be coming out roughly eight or nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, somewhere in there. I'll share it. So you'll have it Wednesday morning rather than Thursday morning now. So really a day earlier. So it is to Mm. your benefit. um, You'll be getting the, the Michigan pod. Um, I announced this on the other pod. Basically, the NFL pod is moving to Wednesdays. The Michigan pod moving to Tuesdays. Um, Brad's going to try in his endeavors at bowling, as he told you guys earlier. So here we are. We're talking Michigan. Um, today is just normal time, but next week it is a day earlier. So uh, so yeah, Michigan beating Iowa at Iowa. First time since 2005. We talked about that last week. We both felt confident that we would win the game. We both did not have them covering. I did send you a bet about half hour or so before kickoff that I had kind of, I was just feeling myself and put Michigan, I altered the spread and put Michigan at plus 19 or minus 19 and a half. So they would have to cover 20 points and there was a backdoor cover. So that was a little annoying, but ultimately I think Michigan played great. And obviously, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But overall, first win through 2005, initial takes.
1: Wow. Well, it it definitely felt good, man. Um, I think that uh, Michigan lucked out with the new kickoff rather than the night game. And we obviously – we talked about it all week uh, last week. Just how that that aura around Kinnick Stadium, the pink locker room, all that jazz, the – the sequence of the of the of the, uh, the fan sections in the crowd wearing yellow and and black, really cool. <clears throat> so, yeah, going to the game, I, I thought it was definitely going to be a little bit closer. I know 27-14, it really probably should have been 27 7 but uh, you know JJ's first road game uh, as uh, the collegiate start level, and you know played well. His numbers aren't going to jump off the table at you, but uh, he damn near played perfect uh, or as well enough to win. Didn't throw an interception didn't force the ball, didn't do any of the that rolling around, scrambling around, you know, costing field position. I know he kind of had a fumble late in the game because that was like a backwards pass, and it kind of fell out of his hand as he was getting hit. I'm not going to really critique him on that. It is what it is. Uh, they, they didn't give Iowa a touchdown there. Um, but Blake Corn told the rock 30-something times again. Uh, dude's unstoppable. And literally, from this offensive standpoint, up until I don't know, we're going into about a season and a half right now. Other than Georgia, nobody has been able to stop this run game. So part of the reason why JJ stats don't jump off at you, especially in the passing yardage per se, is just because like quorum as long until someone stops them. I mean, who's going to go get, go away from their bread and butter, right? Um, on defense, four sacks, six hurries. Again, kind of like Maryland, you wanted to see more. There might be a little inconsistent uh you know, in terms of uh, the, the pressure. But when they hit Petrus, when they hit when they hit Tagovola, they, they made it worth its while and they punished him. Um Mike Morris comes in with two uh sacks on, on, on with himself. Sam Laporta again, who I've been high on this year, one of the best big t- uh, big ten tight ends, rather quiet. Luke Lachey, who I never even heard of before Saturday. Kind of went off to about maybe eighty yards, or whatever. But uh, it is a power five team. You're not going to completely shut them out on the road uh, all the time, um, you know. And Yabi Oki, formerly known as Yabi Anoma, the the five star transfer from originally uh, Alabama, he kind of put on a little show. I'm gonna say a show, but show some showed show some promise uh, to the future where he's starting to get more more reps as we get into the further in the season. So uh, as they look for more consistent pass rush on the outside. I think Okie is going to be one of those guys that really pushes forward because Taylor Upshaw needs to be showing a little bit more. But Mike Morris, Okie, it did well.
0: Yeah, I thought the pass rush was a bright spot for sure. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back to what you said about JJ. I'd go as far as saying he played exceptional. I thought he played. Um, I I guess it really depends on what you what you classify as exceptional for me when you go into a true road environment like that one was against the nation's number one defense and you walk the ball up and down the field for four quarters and you don't have a turnover I think that's a you played exceptional and for me that's what that was from JJ and this is Arguably, in my opinion, this is best game yet. I just thought what we've seen from him, I don't care about the stats. throw the stats away. Did we win? Did we win convincingly? Was he part of the reason why? I mean, and I thought the leadership probably took another step in this game as well. Another thing that I dug is, I don't want to give too much away from my my like dislikes, but um, I'm just seeing so much balance which i love at this point in the season. Um, because we can it, you you touched on it i was thinking of it's funny cuz i was literally thinking about this today while i was working like as what i wanted to talk about outside of georgia since losing to michigan state and again i i don't know here to make excuses but michigan should have beaten michigan state Nobody has been able to stop this team. There's been teams that have slowed it down and there's been times it's looked ugly and there's been times, that, but for the most part, man, this team has really got to go And This run game has been too much for a lot of people. And I said it last week on the pot. I'm going to repeat it today. Um, One of the reasons I haven't wrapped my arms around Blake and like fully embraced him as the lead back is because I didn't think he had it in him. But 30 carries against Maryland and 29 on the road at Iowa flex on him, baby. Flex on him. I thought that was huge. So outside of that, it's the place where top five teams go to die. And Michigan didn't go there to die. They went there to embrace those pink locker rooms, wearing pink towels out on the field. They punched Iowa in the mouth early and often, and late, and really dominated a football game for four quarters. Um,
2: I want to talk Indiana. So let's uh, let's wrap this
0: one up. What did you like about this game?
1: Um. I will say one, a one B one C I'll keep it short. Like I two.
0: have, I have three, so that's fine. I, I have ABC C, two. <laughs> All
1: right. So one, a, uh, touched touchdown in, in the opening here, JJ, right? Again, kept it clean for the most part, didn't force the ball and had that scramble where he threw his one lone touchdown pass to Donovan Edwards uh, was tipped a little bit by the linebacker, but he snuck it in there. It's a touchdown, no matter what. Um, Secondly, the energy of the team. Uh, They didn't get down on themselves, even though they were up most of the game, uh, or essentially the whole game, but uh, even when it got close at the end, the energy, and that was the big thing last year. A lot of what you said, too, uh, uh, in 2021 was, this team is different. They were at at Wisconsin, at Nebraska. They didn't waver. They embraced the jump around at Camp Randall. There was just a focus that we haven't seen till last season. Um, And thirdly, um it's jim harbaugh man I, I you know again that is like a whole nother episode we say it all the time but like whatever his negatives whatever his pros whatever his cons are one of his pros is that he never takes credit solely for himself he always gives it to his players and at the end of the game jenny tap is on the sidelines trying to get him pushing him to answer and he's like, he's standing right there with JJ and Mike Morris, a couple others, and he's like, he's like, talk to these guys. This is Mike Morris right here. He had two sacks. Talk to him. And she's like, yeah, but what do you think? He's like, no, no, no. Talk to these guys. So that's just something that that uh, Jim Harbaugh, I just he has my undying respect. All the years that I've I've downplayed him and and really harped on his uh, the, what he was bringing to the table, and he just can't cannot like the guy for that. The guy's all for his players
0: yeah i i've truly i've never seen jim harbaugh display an ounce of negativity towards his players ever and he's like he's as much of a father figure as you could possibly ask for out of a football coach so i'm really glad you brought that up because that is we didn't talk about that last week either when he did the exact same thing for blake after he counted the ball for 30 carries he, he took Blake right over to Jenny Taft and immediately um, walked away. He's like, this, this is the guy you want to talk to today. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Is that all three years? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So my three and I, if you could see my notes, you can't, but it's literally right here. It says 2021 vibes. Okay. Yep. Um, last year you walk into Wisconsin and you embrace the jump round as you just alluded to. This year, you walk into Kinnick, a place where top five teams go to die. Your top five, you walk into that pink locker room, you're like, let's take it to the field, baby. They bring the pink towels. They're ready to go. Not that this would be something that no team would do, but they're fully there on the sidelines, waving to those kids, saying, hey, we're here. We're happy to be on your field. We're about to beat this team's ass. We're sorry for that, but wave into the kids. Just fully embracing the environment that you were in, us-against-the-world mentality. In a place that a lot of people say maybe had us on upset alert. Second thing, no turnovers. I at this point in the season, like a true road game, I'm I'm okay with a turnover. Not two, but a turnover. I get that. Like it happens. No turnovers needs to be shouted out. Second and, and then third thing, the pressure. Finally getting some pressure. Four sacks. Um and it's not just manufactured pressure where Sanders still is coming off the edge. Like, you're truly getting it from Mason Graham, um, Mike Morris, uh, who I think Okie had one, maybe. I don't remember. I think mean,
1: if, if, he, if he had half a sack, maybe, but I think he was more of quarterback hits. No, actually, no, I think. He oh, sorry.
0: Mike left Morris left. had two. That's what it was. Yeah. Mike Morris had yeah. two. Mason Graham yeah. had one. And then there was a half by Okie and somebody else, mm-hmm. but. Upshaw. So, yeah, basically the the four defensive linemen that you need to get to the quarterback all touched him. That's huge. You need that. So um, those are my three likes. It's funny that we both had three. Um, I'll start with the dislikes. I'm being nitpicky here. It's not just because I lost money on the game. I'm sick and tired of these last-minute bullshit touchdowns late in the game. Finish the game. Because at some point, that last-minute touchdown is actually going to count. It happened against Colorado State late in the game. It happened against, I think, even Hawaii got one late. And now, obviously, Iowa punches one in late. Like, enough with this fourth quarter garbage time bullshit. Actually, Iowa got 14 in the fourth quarter. So, we need to be better. Finish games. Mm. Finish strong. Don't tell me you got three quarters of shutout, and then all of a sudden you're going to let up. Again, Mm. I'm being nitpicky here. But, come on. Give us a full game. Right.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm not hitting the panic button here on my on my dislikes, but my, one of mine is definitely is not letting off the gas pedal. And um, I'm not saying really the offense got more like too conservative, but uh, you're right. In in these last two weeks, especially, um, you know, you're you're beating Iowa handily already. And I know you don't want to give up the late touchdown. So you you start playing a little off a little bit. But if you're up that much. Why the hell not still play aggressive, you know? Um, you know, put, put Petrus in the turf. Why Why not? You know, what do you have to lose, really? I mean, the, the, you're not in danger of losing the game, you know, barring, like, two onside kicks and they get recovered. You know, that's ridiculous. Um, and then the other one, like Part B is, well, no, there is no Part B. It is really kind of the same thing. Don't let the gas pedal bolt on offense, and defense.
0: Um, more off here. I guess I can start here, too um two i have two things both kind of minor but at the same time kind of big um so this is i've I've kind of almost taken this category into what i'm not seeing that i need to see more of rather than what i've been seeing and so i have one of each though um this one i like how jj has been taking care of the ball this game was huge but now i need to see the playmaking i don't want it to be either or I don't want the playmaking and the turnovers or no, play- no playmaking with no turnovers. Like, give me playmaking with no turnovers, like I don't want both, you know. Yeah. So there's a reason we named you the starting quarterback. And I don't want you to look, and this, this isn't a shot at Cade McNamara. I don't want you to look like Cade McNamara. I want you to look like J.J. McCarthy. And I think J.J. McCarthy looks a lot different. Then 155 yards passing with a touchdown and five yards, five carries for negative 14. Is that fair? I think that's fair. Like JJ McCarthy should look different than what we're seeing right now. And I, I, I think we're seeing Cade and that's not a shot of Cade, but there's a reason we moved on from Cade. We wanted a ceiling that we wanted to break through the ceiling that was already touched. Are we just back at that ceiling or do we actually think we can get through it? Because right now we're right back at the ceiling, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My second, my second thing and I'll, and I'll turn it over to you. Um, more of because it's been happening and obviously this is, this is the homer in me, but the Blake Corum Heisman case, keep giving this dude the ball. Like if nothing else, give this kid a shot at winning this Heisman. Um, yeah, I have money on it. That doesn't matter. He is currently the top scorer in all of college football. Um, and he's a great kid. He's a fantastic kid. Sends his NIL money and donates a lot of it. Does turkey drives and, and football camps and all this other stuff. Blake Horn is such a good dude. And obviously, Coach Harbaugh thinks the world of him too. So um, give Blake all the opportunities to try and win this Heisman this year is really what I'm getting at. I can turn over you. All next. right,
1: Am I, <laughs> yeah. My my more of is uh, is Yabi Oki. Um, You know, like I said in the, in my opening, you know, he's he's starting to really come on these last few weeks, get more playing time. Uh, I I really think he's probably that's not a Mike Morris. I he's the best s, uh, second to best s rusher. And I think that um, you know I like Taylor Upshaw. I like his hard work ethic, but uh, more Oki. And more Mike Morris uh, on the field at the same time. And I think you'll see that uh, coming into a big more Big Ten play. But uh, outside of him specifically, um, I've been really liking the aggressiveness of the corners. Um, you know, they uh, are really attacking the ball. And uh, I know they almost had – I think DJ Turner almost had another pick six uh, uh, this game or whatever, toward, I think towards the end. He broke on a ball, didn't, didn't quite corral it. Uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, but uh, so yeah, that's that's uh, pretty simple.
0: <clears throat> um, one more, and I literally just thought of it, so I'm I'm gonna bring it out. But Luke Schoomaker, the league receiver, the last two weeks, yeah, more more of that. I yeah. like Luke Schoomaker. I think he's been really effective. Um, it is interesting in the in the pre, I believe it was the preseason show that we did preview we were talking about depth chart and stuff like that and we were talking about the fact that the tight ends could potentially play such a huge role and could potentially read the re, uh, or lead the team in catches Luke Schoomaker coming out of nowhere I don't know where he ranks but now that Eric all is potentially hurt and maybe done for the season I don't know how that plays out we haven't really been told too much about that yeah. dude Sco- Schoomaker coming on hot all of a sudden he's got 11 catches in the last two games Anything more on Iowa?
1: Um, No, man. Other than just, you know, a solid win. You know, 27-14. Would you like to score more points? Sure, but, you know, it is what it is, man. A notch, another road win. And, again, that's a huge feat for U of M and the program. Haven't done it since 05. Can't complain, man.
0: Yeah, no, I I have zero complaints. If we would have won by a point, would it have been scary? Sure, but I wouldn't have even complained. I mean, this is again, it's a place they had won five of their last six versus top five teams. Yeah. Um, I, taking a two touchdown win, yeah, I'm I'm golden with that, and three going into the last minute of the game. So, mm-hmm. um, Still. Indiana so indiana michigan's actually only on a one game win streak when it comes to this series they got a victory over us in 2020 um overall though we've beaten them 60 to 10 so we have 60 victories they have 10 they haven't had a a streak of two in a row since 1945 so it's literally been one-off wins as you can see obviously michigan took 21 uh 2021 I, I don't think Indiana brings a whole lot. Um, they started the season 3 no, barely beating Illinois 23-20. They got a victory over, I believe it was Idaho, 35-22. Uh, Western Kentucky, 33-30. So they're close games they're playing in. But then they lose at Cincinnati, 45-24. And then they lose at Nebraska. Nebraska has been borderline horrible this year. They lose 35-21. Without going into too much, is it, are you even – obviously you're probably not threatened by Indiana, but what are your initial assessments of them?
1: Well, this isn't the same – this isn't the 2020 version of either team, right, going into this year. And 100%. Last year we, we, and, and last year we proved that. I know the game – you know, a lot, of, a lot of Michigan fans were like – I remember after they beat Indiana at home, is I think it was a night game, uh, a lot of them were like, oh, we're not going to beat Ohio State beaten indiana like this and you know everyone needs just to hold their horses right a little overreacting there but uh, you know indiana hasn't beat michigan or excuse me indiana's beat michigan twice since 1968 so like it's been a reoccurring theme that they've they've lost to us it's in recent memory been a little bit closer uh tom allen kevin wilson you know it doesn't matter who coaches these guys they're always going to play michigan tough um tom allen now I could see this game being a complete blowout, or I could see it be kind of like similar to last year. You know, they're at home. Michigan's got to play in Bloomington Saturday. There'd be nothing more than, than the beating, you know, the, a top five team at, 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 on your own turf, right? Um, so obviously, Michigan's got to play with high energy and, and not let their heads down. But Connor Basilak, the, the, he transferred in this year to Indiana um, at quarterback, and he's leading the year, excuse me, he's third in the conference in passing yards. Um, their defense is gross. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot, I feel like, to play catch up. Uh, you could see him try to, um, you know, probably get in the 30s or 40s in attempts. Uh, they got Cam Jones, a linebacker, he leads the conference with 54 tackles. Uh, Cam Camper's our leading receiver, so you might hear Cam Camper's name a few times, maybe get a touchdown. I don't know, but this isn't the same Indiana team, and like we said in the preview they're starting a, a first year OC and DC on this team this season. So they got a lot of new faces they have to work with. Um, you know, I, I hope it doesn't look like 2017 where they <laughs> almost made overtime, but I, I think Michigan can, can handily win this one and, uh, not just another road game.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're favored by 22 and a half. We'll talk about the, uh, our predictions here in a minute, but, um, You know, last year, we just I just brought up Luke Schoomaker a minute ago. This was actually the the game where he scored two touchdowns. So, obviously, he's had success. Blake Corum only took one carry last year. So, I don't remember if he got hurt in this game or if he was maybe just coming back and maybe just took a carry. It was all Hassan Haskins, 27 carries for 168 and a touchdown last year. So, J.J. also played in this game, which is interesting that he threw 10 passes. He was 5 of 10 for 55 yards in a pick. Not exactly great. He was actually one of the down parts of this game um, where we mostly controlled the game. But as you alluded to, as the fans were complaining, it was 17-7.5, seven and, and we only scored six in the third quarter and the fourth quarter. Obviously, a missed field goal was in there because the other two are field goals. So lots of field goals from Jake Moody to GOAT. But I expect a little different this time. I think Michigan's on the pedal early and often. Um I don't know what Indiana can score and again I th- still think the secondary needs a little bit of work and the pressure was better against Iowa but to be honest Iowa doesn't have a lot to offer offensively so I could see why that would be the case. I still need to see the pressure, I still need to see the secondary step up because otherwise Indiana could potentially put up some points on us and I don't know that that's it wouldn't scare me because I think Michigan's going to hit the 30 mark in this game but could Indiana hit the 20-ish mark? That would be the scary part. So um, I've seen a lot of people just reading people's score predictions on Twitter. People think that Michigan has a good chance to hit the 50 mark. So I think they hit the 30 easily. I don't like to predict 50-point games in Big Ten games. But unless we're playing, you know, 2014 Rutgers, it just... Sure. So um, let's do this here. So... Indiana. I already gave you kind of their their season recap here. They're three and two. Um, we're favored by twenty two and a half over under fifty nine. Is this a Michigan cover?
2: Um, uh, I think so. I think it could
1: be done. Yeah. You think so? I think so. Uh, in, uh Indiana right now is giving up. They're averaging. They're allowing 30 points a game and they're only scoring 27. So they're, so they're averaging to lose. And they're, and they're averaging uh, on defense, allowing 277 through the air, 145 on the ground. That sounds like a recipe for disaster against an offense like uh, the Wolverines.
0: Yeah. I think Michigan could have a really big offensive outing. That's kind of why people are projecting the 50 mark too. Um, I've seen a lot of people that think that JJ is going to have himself a game. And obviously, you know, hopefully JJ is the kind of kid that he knows in the back of his mind. Last year, he went five of 10 with a pick, you know, build on that. I understand that you were the backup, but let's try and, you know, revenge that. Um, I love listening to, I was listening to a Blake Coram interview the other day on John Jansen's podcast. And he was. He had him on for the seven for seventy-seven, and one of the things Blake Corum said, and I love this mentality. He says every game is an opportunity for him, and he tries to highlight an opportunity that he can use as a motivator or like, um, basically for for motivation for himself. And what he brought up is, last week he had never played. um He had never played Iowa until the big 10 championship game. And he thinks he, you know, he wasn't hundred percent. So he's like, I want to see what I can do against them at hundred percent. So that was his motivation. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he brought up Indiana and he said that, you know, he was limited in that game through an injury. He had one carry for four yards. I know he's probably going to come into this game thinking to myself, I need to show out against this team. I wasn't, I wasn't able to last year. So that mentality is smart. And I think that Blake could have, Obviously in what I've projected as a Heisman candidacy, but um, I think Blake's in for a really big day too. So but yeah, just try to try to build on that and obviously use these use these as uh, as motivators. But 22 and a half, back to that. It's a lot. But I would love to see like a forty to fourteen, and that's a cover. So
2: yeah, I think they cover um
0: jj mccarthy over under 205 and a half 205 and a half passing yards over under he's been mostly under that to be to be fair but i'm going higher because they're averaging through the air i think they allow over you said 279 yeah. so it's it's under what they average but it's also over what
2: he's been averaging
1: Yeah. I'll take
0: the over. Yeah, I like I I'd, I'd like for him to have a big game here. Um I would love to see him in the two fifty range. Or his first career three hundred yard game would be nice too. I think that would be that'd be a bright spot for the program. Have JJ get three hundred. Yep. I think that'd be cool. Um yeah. JJ over under one and a half touchdowns passing.
2: Mm-hmm. I like him for over. If I can help persuade you, I think he's going to have him under.
0: Really, you think I it's going to be a rushing attack?
1: I think it's a Blake Corum show. I, I, th- I think it's going to be a Blake Corum show again.
0: I mean, I'm all for a Blake Corum show any day of the week. Um, <laughs> speaking of Blake Corum. <laughs> The last couple of weeks, I've been we've been under ninety as far as um, over under projections go. This week, I raised it. Blake Corum over under ninety nine and a half, so a hundred yards or less. He's hit hundred yards, yeah. I believe, in two I'll straight take games. You over on
1: that.
0: Yeah, yeah, even I'll
1: with take
0: a yeah, even with a healthy Donovan Edwards this past game, not healthy but working his way back, he got twenty nine carries against the nation's best defense for 133 yards. If he gets 20, I think he's getting over 100 yards because that's five yards of carry, which I believe he'll get even if they dial back. I'll take the over as well. You said it's a Blake Coro show. Put your money where your mouth is. Blake, over under one and a half touchdowns.
1: I'll go over. I I, I think he goes for a buck fitting and two
0: toddies. I love it. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Give me the over two. Give me the over two. I think, uh, like I said, I think they're going to keep touting Blake and keep giving him the rock. Um, you know, Mike Hart said a lot of really nice things about him this week. Basically said he reminded him of him and, um, said he eats better than him. That's about it, you know, but Blake is, uh, he's a motivated kid. I think he's going to be motivated. The fact that he only had four yards last year, um, one fifteen, two two touchdowns. Sounds like a great day. I'm even going to go a step above. Give me 175. I'm going to go a big day for him. 175, two touchdowns. Just under 200 mark. Um, That's all I have for projections. But because Schoonmaker's been so good, and he scored two last year, Schoonmaker get a touchdown this week or no? You only got JJ with one. So are you predicting it goes to Luke?
1: Um, uh, I'll say, t- I'll take a, uh, give me an Andrew
0: Anthony touchdown. How about that? Ooh, Andrew Anthony. He did have a big 29 yard catch in, in, uh, in the Iowa game after I called him out on the podcast or disappearing, but I still need to see more from him. At this point, he's good for maybe a catch yep. a game. Uh, I would like to see more yeah. Roman Wilson on the on the deep attack. I, I do feel like there was one that JJ missed in the end zone barely against Iowa, but more uh, Roman Wilson. But mm. yeah, I don't know that that Schoonmaker gets into the into the end zone. To be fair, um,
2: anything
1: else to add on Indiana? Uh, no, I'm good on uh, I'm good on the Hoosiers.
0: So due to a couple technical difficulties, we're going to wrap up recording. Thanks for the support. Remember to find the Michigan pod next Tuesday night, not Wednesday night, but Tuesday night following hopefully a W against Indiana. Again, we're out. Real talk.